Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We love talking life, sports, football, and the Demon Deacons with our next guest. Listen to this as we say hi to Dave Clawson, the other end of this weekend's matchup. Homecoming for Scott Satterfield, raised in the triangle all those years in Boone as a successful player and coach. It is his Louisville team that's his first at the, with the Cardinals. Visiting Coach Clawson, this is his sixth Demon Deacons edition. Wake is 5-0. and They're in the national rankings for the first time since 2008. They're 5-0 and for only the fourth time in school history and the first time since 2006. They have tied the school record with seven consecutive wins, which makes the Louisville matchup on Saturday night, ACC Network, potentially a history-making one. Coach Clawson, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. You know we're allowed to list this, these accolades and accomplishments, but it's your job to make sure your players do not allow their minds to wander to such things. How do you get that accomplished? You just uh, hit the mute button. That's it. So, and except I didn't want to hit the mute button because you had naive melody going. So that was <laughs> nice. I could go <laughs> nice on and intro. on about your track record as a head coach. You're signed with the Deeks through 2026. Uh, there are a lot of other good things to talk to, but uh, let's start here. You have statistically a top five offense in the entire nation, and your redshirt junior quarterback, Jamie Newman, has won eight of his first nine starts. That ties the best start in school history by any Wake quarterback. What is going right offensively as you see it, and would Jamie Newman be the first-team All-ACC quarterback if we did such things here in mid-October? Well, I mean, Jamie's played extremely well. Uh, he's executed the offense at a high level. Uh, certainly the ability of the quarterback to function is uh, a result of his teammates. And, uh, you know, we graduated three really good players on the O-line last year, and we've had some guys step up for us. Certainly getting Justin Haran back from an injury has been helpful. Um, but, you know, our wide receiver core, I mean, Sage Surratt, Scotty Washington, Stephen Claude, Kendall Hinton, Ja'Cory Roberson, those guys have played really well and done a great job of making contested catches. And, uh and our, our running backs have protected well. So I think uh, Jamie is playing extremely well, and he'd be the first one to tell you that he's been able to play well because of what people have done around him. You're in the business of limiting distractions. I, I do imagine that there are some quote-unquote good distractions when you're off to one of the best starts in Wake Forest football history. What has changed in your world, either requests from media, fans, or just other outside influences uh, to this point at 5-0? and uh, I mean, nothing's really changed. You know, for my, uh, you know, my radio show, there's maybe more questions. And, you know, the hour, hour and a half on Thursdays that I dedicate to media, less of it's free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But my day-to-day -day world and life really isn't different. I mean, um, you know, as a football coach, there's things you got to get done every week and certain things you got to get done Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you have practice and you work on the red zone and third downs and, and that doesn't change. And so I think, uh, the structure, the process of getting ready for a game hopefully helps keep those things in check. Coach Satterfield joined us earlier in today's show. You know some of those personal storylines. He threw plenty of compliments your way as well. And he mentioned, among other things, Dave Clawson's teams never beat themselves. He used the word camaraderie in, in just how he felt about you as a colleague and as a person. Uh, how do you create a culture 
where not only are you not beating yourself, to use that football coach's phrase, but out of 120-plus teams, Coach, you have the fewest penalties in all of FBS football. That's a reflection of that culture. Well, I think part of it is just we, we are an older football team. Um, you know, we've got 23 guys in our two deep that this is their fourth or fifth year in the program. Uh, we have officials at every practice. Uh, it's something that we put great emphasis on. Uh, but the credit is to our players that they've got to go out there game day and execute and not have false starts and line up correctly. And I think when you have an older team, they can self-correct a lot of those things as they're happening. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I certainly have great respect for, for Scott Satterfield as well. It's it's mutual. He's, I, I think, one of the good guys in the profession who does things right and um, I've certainly followed him every step of his career going back to 07 at Richmond when we played App in the playoffs when he was the offensive coordinator. And then he was at Toledo. And then, um, you know, he was at FIU and has done did a remarkable job at App. And, and I think one of the biggest compliments to him is how well App is still playing. I always think if you've done a yeah. great job at a program, when you leave it, they continue to have success. And I'm sure he's very proud of the success App is still having. No doubt. He talked today about watching him on TV last night and seeing him beat the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill earlier this year. The Mountaineers are 5-0. and And even his Louisville team, Coach, uh, what do you see on film or otherwise? I know you said at your press conference earlier this week, this is not like the last two Louisville teams that we had to deal with. He's off to a 3-2 and two start. His only losses were to quality teams like Notre Dame and then at Florida State. They were in that into, well into the second half. What, what's different in your eyes as the opposing coach? Well, I just think they're, they're playing – I mean, they're playing really hard for them. Um, they're playing with great effort. Uh, Louisville has always had talent. You know, every year when we would do our scouting reports, um, you know, we, we always had them, you know, right up there with the Florida States and the Clemsons in terms of their talent level. Um, and Scott and his staff know what they're doing. Um, he's got a lot of guys on his staff that were with him at App either last year or previously. And I think that gives them a big advantage that you're not taking a year or two to get the staff on the same page. I mean, those guys are are playing the same beat, they're singing the same tune, and the players have obviously bought in. And they have great, great skill on offense. Um, their skill, uh, their, their two running backs, their top three receivers, those kids could play anywhere in the ACC and anywhere in the country, and he's utilizing them in a very, very smart way. Dave Clawson is joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Clawson. He's in his sixth year as the head coach of the Deacons. He has taken them to three straight bowl victories over these last three years. That is the first time that has happened in the history of Wake Forest football. You and other Wake coaches have often described as fundamental to your recruiting pitch. You know, we're asking you to make a decision that'll be a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. Does anything change, Coach? Do recruits see, you know, the best or one of the best starts in Wake Forest football history and you're in the national rankings and you're among the ranks of the unbeaten? Or do you just simply not really stray or, or connect with different types of recruits because you're, you're still the same recruiting pitch? Well, it, it certainly helps us hang on to the kids that have committed to us. Yeah. If there's any temptation to look around, I think – our start and, and what we've done gives a little bit more validity to what we've done here. Um, 
but we still are going to recruit the same type of kid with the same value system. Yeah. You know, I, it doesn't matter what our record is. Uh, to be successful at Wake Forest, we have to recruit kids that fit the school and fit the institution and the culture and the accountability and the academics and uh, the character part of it. And um, we could get the number one ranked recruit in the country who's a five-star kid, uh, but if he's not going to go to class and doesn't want to graduate and, and fit the culture of Wake Forest University, you know, he's not going to fit here. And, and quite frankly, he probably won't enjoy his experience here. So it's really important that, you know, maybe we get a little bit of a better player, but it's very important that we don't make any compromises in terms of the character or the academics of the kid we're recruiting. In the preseason, you talked about what you liked on offense, and it feels like most of that has come to fruition. You also talked about, you know, being poor last year on third downs defensively. And one of the guys you circled, great nickname, Boogie Basham, as sort of a key to progress. I, I don't know where your defense is compared, compared to your expectations. Um, statistically, it's not quite as good as your offense. But tell us about Boogie's evolution and, and really arrival on the scene as an ACC caliber player and, and what you're seeing elsewhere on that side of the ball. I mean, we're just, uh, I think we're playing with more confidence. We're playing faster. Uh, we were a, a really decent first and second down defense last year, but we were awful in situations, whether it be red zone, third down, goal line. And we really spent a lot of time looking at what we were doing in those situations and to try to come up with a, a philosophy and a package and to get good at what we did. And and so far, it's worked. I mean, we're right now a good third down defense. I think we have more red zone stops this year already than we had the entire year last year. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're now getting into the meat of the ACC schedule, and, and we're about to play really good football teams. So uh, Boogie's a big part of what we've done. Um, Boogie is, I think, one of the best defensive linemen in the conference. He can play the run. He's physical. He's a good pass rusher. He plays extremely hard. He pursues the football um, and is really starting to come into his own as, as a really good ACC football player. Did you ever have a cool nickname, and have any of your players ever had a cooler nickname than Boogie? Boogie's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times and we always deviate into music and pop culture. Every now and then I'll surprise him with a Boogie playlist. You know, oh, it'll cool. be uh, Boogie Nights, wow. Boogie Wonderland, I'm Your Boogie Man. Wow. Um, so there's like six or seven songs, mostly of the 70s era, that have Boogie in it. And if there's ever a day that I get out there and I sense he's not in a good mood, I just go with the Boogie playlist and <laughs> things get fired up. That is really cool. Dave Clausen is joining us on the David Glenn Show. All right, you've had a phrase I know you've used with us and probably elsewhere. Uh, you don't save all your best. Well, only all, all my good phrases <laughs> I save for your show. I think you've said, I'm paraphrasing, but one of your goals as a head coach is to get to the month of November to some, with something to play for. Now, I'd imagine at the FCS level, you know, is make sure we're in the playoffs, right? Uh, in some years at Wake Forest, it's been make sure we're a bowl team. Do you recalibrate? Because it feels like, man, you can get to November with some enormous things to play for, even bigger than usual this time. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to November with something to play for already, but right. uh, exactly what we're playing for, we have the ability to change that, you know, with this week, with next week. Um, so you go into a year every year with goals, and there's the first goal, the second goal, the third goal, and, you know, you go down the list, and, 
you know, we'd love to be in a position to accomplish all of those goals. Um, but we have to continue to do what we're doing, which is, you know, not turn the ball over and not beat ourselves with penalties and prevent big plays and, and now do that against really good football teams, you know, like Louisville coming in this week. And, uh, you know, all these games in the ACC, for the most part, uh, the, the talent differential isn't that great from team to team. You know, maybe Clemson is the, the one exception to that. Um, and so for all these games, it's it's not always the team. The better team doesn't always win. Right. It's the team that plays better. And, and it's important for all these games that we're well prepared and that we play well. Well, as we look forward to bringing the big tailgate tour to your matchup against Florida State next Saturday, and then you get the open week so you can prepare for that November slate, I will share that just as you are 5-0, and oh, our host schools on the big tailgate tour have not yet lost a game so far this season. So we're kind of undefeated, although, frankly, your undefeated is much more impressive. Well, it's, it's, it's all good stuff. So we're, we're both undefeated, and, and hopefully we'll stay that way. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Good luck against Louisville. Appreciate the visit, as always, on the David Glenn Show. Okay, thank you very much. You got Cardinals at Deacons this Saturday night, ACC Network, 730. It will be the Seminoles at the Deacons next Saturday. That's also a night game, Darren. We love when tailgate tour stops driven by Continental Tire turn out to be night games.